0: Hello everyone, I'm Stuart Spinks and this is Beekeeping Short and Sweet. Beekeeping Short and Sweet, a podcast for the inquisitive beekeeper with a short attention span. A podcast in fact designed for a beekeeper just like me. We're currently without advertising support, so for now I'll indulge in a little self-promotion. Did you know that for just $1 you can have access to all of my YouTube videos as I release them? Our Patreon page is a crowdfunding support page where anyone who feels they can support me in producing more content can come along and gain access to a range of different media on early release before it goes live to the general public. If you'd like to know more, please do check out my Patreon page online at www.patreon.com forward slash Norfolk Honey or check the show notes that accompany this podcast. So here's a new name I've only just encountered ProVap220UK. That's ProVap220UK. It's an oxalic acid sublimator or vaporizer. That beekeepers can use to treat honeybees with oxalic acid by using an alternative method to the trickle method which is the one that I've used for many years now. As you probably know if you treat your bees there are various ways to treat against the varroa mite. Um, one of the ways we can reduce the loading particularly in winter months is by using oxalic acid either in suspension in a sugar syrup called the trickle method and that's the one that I've always used, or by using a vaporizer, or more correctly called a sublimator. Oxalic acid is only effective against varroa mites that are living freely on honeybees. The sciencey term for that is that the mites are in a phoretic state. Uh, that's spelt with a PH for anyone that wants to take the test at the end of the podcast. So the winter is one of the best times to treat with oxalic acid, as there's a smaller brood nest than at any other time of the year. Sometimes you may find the bees completely broodless, which would be ideal, but I find this is in fact a rarity. I've been given the opportunity to distribute the ProVap 220, which are made in Europe, here in the UK, and so I figured the first thing I should do was to try one out and see just how well it's designed, put together, and how well it functions. Last week, I received my first unit and have been playing around with it ever since. And yesterday, I managed to get outside and fire it up. The ProVap 220 is a handheld unit that heats up a small bowl to 230 degrees centigrade. And when the oxalic acid falls onto it, the heat causes the oxalic acid crystals to rapidly change state from a solid to its gaseous form. It's important here to state quite firmly that. I, I think there is a very real health and safety risk in using an oxalic acid vaporiser and you need to make sure that you've taken all the necessary precautions and have the correct personal protective equipment. This would include as a minimum a face mask, goggles and some sturdy gloves that can withstand the high operating temperature of the unit which is 230 degrees centigrade. The face mask should be at the very minimum a type that meets the European standard EN149, and this refers to a classification system which consists of three classes of FFP, which stands for filtered face piece. So it's F for Freddy, not S for sugar. I always choose the FFP3, which gives the highest level of protection. It makes no sense in going for something that has less protection but costs something around the same price. So having organised our PPE, or personal protective equipment, and having some fresh water on standby in order to wash any spillages, I'm ready to fire up my ProVap 220. The unit is a mains power supply unit, and comes with its own moulded three-pin plug. There are both European and US models available with the appropriate plugs attached. But most of my beekeeping is performed at oat apiaries, so not at my home, not in my backyard, and at these apiaries I have no mains electricity available. So how am I going to get this thing working? The answer actually turned out to be more straightforward than I anticipated. It seems batteries come in all shapes and sizes, and after a visit to my local battery experts, I came away with a 90 amp hour leisure battery, which I was told would keep my ProVap 220 working nicely for up to two hours of continuous use. I went for a slightly more expensive battery that has a sealed system using some kind of gel acid rather than one that might leak as I drive over the fields and tracks towards my apiary sites. If you're thinking of getting one, they're called an AGM battery. Along with the battery, I was supplied with something called an inverter, now, I'm no electrician, so they explained that the battery was a DC or direct current battery, and that the ProVap 220 needed an AC or alternating current, and that the inverter would do the job nicely. So now I had all the kit to power the ProVap 220, I could get outside and give it a try. But I've just treated all of my colonies with the trickle method, so I decided rather than double dosing them, I would try it out using some safe and simple water in the unit instead of giving myself a lethal dose of oxalic acid vapor. The whole process of connecting up was easy. The inverter has crocodile clips which connect to the battery terminals. Note to self, red to red and black to black. On the inverter module itself there's a simple on off switch and a three-pin plug socket, so the ProVap 220 simply plugged straight into the socket. It was really that simple. The inverter rocker switch was flipped to the on position, and the unit indicator panel on the back of the ProVap 220 lit up and started to show a rise in temperature as the bowl began to warm up. There are two separate number panels on the back. The default setting is for 230 degrees centigrade, and that sits at the bottom of the panel, glowing green. The numbers above the target temperature glowed red as they started to climb, and quickly achieved 100 degrees centigrade in just a few seconds. It takes about two minutes for the unit to achieve its target working temperature, but while it was warming up, I was able to get all of the other bits and pieces together. So now for the slightly tricky bit. Supplied with the units, you get two... Teflon caps which have a small recessed bowl in them to accommodate the oxalic acid crystals. In this test run I was using water so I carefully poured a couple of teaspoons of water into the bowl. So on to the tricky bit. I was wearing my protective glove on my left hand and here is why I needed to do that. Holding the Provap 220 unit in my right hand I turned it over so that it was effectively upside down and positioned the heating bowl directly above the Teflon cap containing the water. Pushing down on the base of the Provap 220 connects it to the Teflon cap, but the base is at close to the target working temperature of 230 degrees centigrade, so you must wear a heat-resistant glove on the hand that you use to press down with. Once in position, a small O-ring holds the cap in place, so you can move freely around, which is good to note. It will allow me to fit the cap containing the oxalic acid and then get into position prior to turning the entire unit back up the right way. Doing this drops the contents of the bowl, in this case water, down and onto the hot plate at the base of the heating unit, where it is immediately turned to steam. The steam is forced through a small bore copper pipe, which then vents About three centimetres away from the heating element, and a very nice cloud of steam it was too. The whole operation took around 30 seconds from securing the Teflon cap in place to inverting it and all of the water turning to steam. The temperature of the heating bowl dropped quickly when using the water, and I guess it will also drop when using oxalic acid. But that will allow me time to move all of the equipment on to the next hive. I propose having it set up on uh, a trolley of some description and then I can decant another dose of oxalic acid crystals into the second Teflon cap and then be ready to continue unhindered. I can see this whole system is going to make my life a lot easier and it's going to take a lot less time to treat a full apiary of hives than using the triple method. So my plan is like this. Over the coming spring period I'll be carrying out spring cleaning of all of my hives, but more of that in another podcast. However, when I perform the spring clean, I'll be swapping out floors. And what I intend to do is to drill a small hole into the back of the floor so that it enters just below the brood box. Something around the diameter of a golf tee, which, by the way, is what I'll use to plug the hole once I've drilled it and I'm not using it Uh, for the ProVap 220. Then when I want to use the ProVap 220 I'll plug the entrance with some foam sponge, remove the Golf T plug at the rear and insert the nozzle of the ProVap 220 before then turning it back upright and dropping the oxalic acid crystals from the Teflon bowl into the heating element bowl and treating the hive. Once treated I can remove the nozzle, plug the hole at the back and carry on to the next colony before eventually going back to the starting hive and just walking around and removing the foam sponge that's blocking all of the entrances. It all sounds really quite simple and very effective and I can't yet see anything that's going to cause me any problems with it. If you have any questions about the ProVap 220, please do get in touch via my website wwwnorfolk honey dot uk Don't forget the hyphen or you'll upset a fellow beekeeper here in Norfolk. The ProVAP two hundred twenty is now available to back order from my website, and as a thank you for listening all the way through to the end of my podcast, I'm offering you the chance to purchase one at a discounted price for a limited period of time. Simply use the code NHCPV to get a ten percent discount off the current list price when you get through to the shopping cart. I'll catch up with you all next week but for now I'm Stuart Spinks and that was beekeeping short and sweet.